They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. Hush your mouth. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WNTW 820The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please. Hello there, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, here, coming at you live on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. Forgive the little hesitation there. I was expecting a song to play. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? I don't know who, but the big dog is out, folks. <laughs> uh, we're looking forward. Uh, speaking of big dogs, okay, folks, at, at our 11 o'clock hour, you got to stick around for the, for the whole program today. You just got to, okay? At our 11 o'clock hour, folks, we have Larry Wingett. Do you know what Larry Wingett's nickname is? The Pit Bull of personal development. Talk about an onion toter. This guy takes no prisoners, okay? And uh, we're going to have a ball with him. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think I may just save my Bible lesson for the second hour. Right, perfectly going to talk about self-discipline and, uh, and and more importantly, giving discipline. And in, in particular, fathers giving discipline to their sons the way the Lord gives discipline to we who uh, submit ourselves or ask to be adopted sons, okay? And uh, so we, we, we're going to share that. So please stick around for that. And uh, we, we, I mean, this guy, he's just off the hook, great Larry Winget. You're going to love it, folks. <laughs> and, uh, and I know you out there who are members of the Christian Conservative Constitutional Capitalistic Coalition, all right, you all, you're really cool with that already, so it's going to be a real treat. But um, in the meantime, folks, so much, and you know, it's like my cup runneth over. There's so much to talk about in the news. There's so much fake news for me to destroy. Okay, I could really, you know, I could perform hatchetations for just two hours, but, you know, for folks that don't know who the hatchet man is, I think we're starting to have some new listeners out there, and, and uh, we don't want to scare the new listeners off. We want to kind of ease them into it a little bit, and because uh, you know the hatchet man can go, and um, you know it's not it's not always about performing hatchetations and and chopping up falsehood. Although I love doing that, and as a watchman on the wall, that's you know kind of one of my key responsibilities. And um, and you know I and I kind of I view I view this program and my role really as a radio teacher, you know you know people say oh you have a radio show okay and a, a show okay I mean it's like you know what the greatest show on earth that's that's they they call that a circus you know um, a show I mean and there's some entertainment value we like to have fun here we don't want to just be a dry stick in the mud and. Everything is you cannot, shall not, must not, and, 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 and will not, or else. I mean, that has its proper place. Don't get me wrong. But on a Saturday morning, I, you know, folks don't want that for two solid hours. Okay. So 
or if you're listening in your car and you you know you got a little 10 or 15 minute ride to go somewhere and you're listening to the hatchet man you know we want to lighten it up a little bit from time to time so we 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 try to make this uh uh, a teaching program, but we try to have fun. We want you to enjoy. We actually would like you to participate from time to time. And, and you who may want to call in, I'll give you the number out now, and we'll give you the number out again throughout the program. But it's 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And one of my favorite things to do with this program is this day in history. And, uh, you know, now this day in history and I'm going by yesterday's This Day in History. I printed this yesterday. So, And yesterday, as many of you know, was Bastille Day. And you, were, you know that because uh, President Trump is being honored as the uh, first American president to, uh, to be honored during the French Bastille Day in, in quite some time. I think George H.W. Bush was the last one. And, uh, and, that, and that brings... You know, Bastille Day, the day when the uh, and, and, and this was in 1789 uh, during the French Revolution. And, and people say they like to say that the French Revolution is uh, very similar to the American Revolution. And the, the fact of the matter is, folks, that when you, after you say the word revolution, that's about it. OK, because the French Revolution was a godless revolution. Okay, unlike the American Revolution, the American Revolution uh, honored the fact that our freedom and our rights come from God, not from our fellow man. Okay, and we can. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this call from Larry, uh, who's who's manning our western flank uh, out in Louisa County, and then I'm gonna come back to that, and we're gonna get into it. We're gonna unpack it a little more as to. The even the philosophers that the uh, architects of the American Revolution tended to look to John Locke, uh, whereas the 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 people that were the if you can call them architects of the uh, French Revolution, which more like an angry mob, uh, but they were more uh, likely to look at Rousseau, who 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 felt like government had to quote unquote force men to be free. Talk about an oxymoron. How are you going to force someone to be free? What do you say about it, Larry? Well, Brother Craig, I just want you to know that you're the highlight of the week, and you, oh, you can be that's... a circus. You can be a circus if you want to, but I take <laughs> I take what you say very serious. Because if I want a media circus, I can just watch the regular stuff during the oh, week. Oh man, that's you just made my day, Larry. Very, very kind words. I, you know, I I hope your humble servant here is up to the task today and you know and I, I take it seriously I you know we we are being blessed to be in our ninth year uh doing this and uh when I say we it's it's me and Mrs. Hatchet and the Lord the Holy Spirit um you know I I have nothing uh original to share Larry you know the, the word of God says there's no new thing under the sun and um you know all my life I've tried to be a sponge and just soak things up. And you know, and it was odd, Larry, when I was a young man, I was always the youngest guy in the crowd. You know, I always hang around elders, and I love elders. And uh, now that I'm in middle age, I still love elders. They have so much wisdom to share with us. And uh, and I've often said on this program, Larry, that I'm just a, a, a runner in a race, and my elders have placed a very precious baton in my hand. 
and not just the elders I personally come in contact with, but those that I, I've read and studied and, and learned so much from. And I'm just trying to run my leg of the race, hand the baton off. And, uh, and Larry, we got, speaking of handing off the baton, you got to hang around till 11 because, man, we're going to get into this thing about fathers and sons and giving instruction and uh, just, um, you know, that, that's very biblical. Um, you know, the father that uh, doesn't reprove his son does not love his son, and you know that, right? Oh, yes, sir, Brother Craig. I can, I can remember a time when uh, they, they refer to it now as a joke, but I can remember a time when uh, life was like the Andy Griffith show of Petticoat Junction or Leave it to Beaver. Now, now it's derided or yeah. made fun of, but I, oh, I yeah. can remember. Dad, can I come and sit down in your office and have a little discussion? I, you know, I have a problem with a girl at school. Why, sure, Beef. Come right in, son. <laughs> you know, you know, there was a time when you could get instruction and it yes. wasn't looked down upon it, or backwards. Or, but isn't that a nice life to be a child and be able to walk up to your father and say, Dad, I, you know, I have something I want to discuss with you. I mean, and now think about it. You, we, if you were listening to the previous program, Dennis Prager, who I love, Dennis Prager, they were talking about Castile, uh, the young man that was shot in New York, and then, and you, you can even add the Brown boy out in uh, uh, St. Louis, Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin. You know, do you think these guys were able to walk up to their father and say, "Dad, I have something on my mind." I'd like to discuss it with you. Or are they uh, falling victim to the hucksters like Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan, Barack Obama, um, Jesse Jackson, all, all these poverty pimps. And, you know, and th those are just the brown ones. OK, you got a lot of white poverty pimps out there, too, that run the Democrat plantation that teach these young men that have not been taught by their fathers they teach them, Larry, that every problem they have is the fault of someone that's white, Republican, rich, Christian, or any combination or all of the above. Okay? And so they running around, you know, as a danger to society. And it's, it's, it's very, very unfortunate. And this is a problem society really, really has to solve. And I think one key ingredient to solving the problem is not a silver bullet, but it's a, a big bullet in the arsenal as if men and women who call themselves watchmen on the wall, okay, now I don't care whether you're in law enforcement or if you're in a ministry, if you're a deacon, a deaconess in your church, if you're in any type of leadership, these young men who are not so blessed to have their own father, they need to have fathers in the community, coaches, police officers, someone needs to give pushback to these pulpit pimps and these poverty pimps that have juiced these guys up with all this anger and hatred and to the point where they're going around like the guy that assassinated that beautiful young uh, female police officer in the Bronx last week. Uh, that was heartbreaking, Larry. Oh, well, the, the thing that concerns me, Brother Craig, is there was a time when if you did do wrong, <clears throat> excuse me, some elder 
or some community leader or society would look down upon it. Well, now if you do wrong, well, you have a justification for it. You're not guilty of right uh, yeah. rioting or burning up. You know, it's just like that Baltimore situation. That looked like yeah. It looked nobody. It looked like nobody of any substance came out and condemned it, but everybody kind of blamed. As they say down south, they used a bunch of rigmarole to justify it. Right, right. Whereas there's no, hey, you did wrong, or yeah. you know, if you took them shoes, you know, don't you think it's you ought to take them shoes back and at least ask forgiveness? Yeah, <laughs> and, and see, that's and, what gets me. And the preachers were quiet. <laughs> the Republicans were quiet. Okay, why do we even hire Republicans? Okay, because Republicans have to run against Santa Claus. Santa Claus Democrats want to give you, they really, they're purchasing your, your freedom from you. You don't know it, but you people think they're getting free stuff. So why would you vote against free stuff and install a Republican? There's only one reason, Larry. He is supposed to walk into the zoo and keep the alligator under control. So when the alligator bites people, to whom do you direct your anger, the alligator or the zookeeper? Obviously, yeah. you got to be mad at the zookeeper. So the, the watchmen on the wall are failing this nation, and they keep pointing at the, uh, oh, those Democrats, those liberals, those communists, those Muslims, those this, whatever. Well, my goodness, we hired you to control them. What's your problem? You, are you an onion toter or are you a blueberry tart? You know, I mean, I'm a little long, Larry, but, you know, I, I had to get you in. And uh, you've been a long time faithful listener. <laughs> but we long on the break, brother. And, Thank uh, you, brother Craig. Listen, um, uh, Thursday there's a barbecue put on by the Family Foundation out in Mechanicsville. And then Saturday at Fairmount Christian Church, 10 to 2, uh, they're, they're putting an event on, uh, which is on Creighton Road. I've been trying to get you to church, Larry. This might be the day. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess I'm what you call a non-practicing Baptist, so I understand. I, so. I look, we've been going, we've been doing this dance for years. But one of these days, we're gonna see your big smiling face and that shiny head sitting in the pew. <laughs> yes, sir. It may be Charlie Brown, but I'll be him. So. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you, Larry. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling. Bye. All right, brother. All right. All right. We're going to take a break, folks, and we will be right back. The number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And uh, I don't know if it makes me crazy or not, but I'll tell you, I love that song. I can't remember the uh, the, 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 the guy that sings it, but uh, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a really, really cool song. Uh, we have some pretty cool music here on The Really Real Deal. 804-454-1366 is the number if you would like to participate in today's program. 804-454-1366. And... Uh, and I'd like to give a, 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 a repeat mention here. You just heard the uh, our giving ad. Um, you know, we, we we play that ad every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, four times a week, I think, we play that ad. And, um, you know, uh, freedom isn't free is a, is a very, very old saying. And uh, to, to come on the air here and to uh, present myself as a, as a teacher, to put, put myself up uh, to your scrutiny, and I welcome I welcome the scrutiny. Uh, as a matter of fact, it would be nice if I got more uh, phone calls that would challenge uh, would challenge my position. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; I greatly appreciate um, the 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 cheerleader ads that I get, and I, we get a lot of those calls cheerleader calls, not cheerleader ads. Uh, we we greatly appreciate uh, the kindness and the outpouring. Of, uh, of, of, of love, and that's, that's what it is. It's an outpouring of love, and the love is a two-way street. Trust me, folks. Um, you know, I love what I do because I love my fellow man, and I'm, you know, trying to share the love of Christ with all through this radio program. And, uh, you know, I, I see this nation going through what it goes through every four generations, and every four generations, a group of uh Primarily Christians, you know, you could say a group of citizens, but for the most part, you know, this thing that I'm always talking about, the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, that's serious business. I know it's kind of, you know, the way I phrase it with the five C's, well, you know, that's marketing, but there's substance behind the marketing. Christian faith is what informs uh, conservative values uh, Christian faith is what informed the founding fathers to uh, create a Declaration of Independence and then a Constitution, unlike in France, okay, just a mob. You know, yesterday's the uh, anniversary of Bastille Day, just a mob, okay, uh, killing, uh, murdering, uh, going crazy, and it took them 80 years to get a republic, which is what? A saculum. 
that's four generations. Okay, and see what happens is whenever these things get unleashed, be they good or bad, they last from 80 to 100 years, four generations. Okay, each generation is 20 to 25 years. Okay, same thing with the Soviet Union, 1917, okay, to uh, 1989. All right, that's a saculum. That's four generations. Okay, a generation to build, a generation to maintain, a generation to attack, a generation to destroy. And after the destruction of an old system, you have a generation that builds a new system again. And the cycle simply repeats itself. Just like spring is the rebuilding in nature after the destruction of winter happens every year. You know, folks are complaining about the heat. Guess what? It's called summer. Happens every year. Okay. After summer, there will be an unraveling in nature. It's called fall, okay, uh, in, in, the, in the saculum, in the, in the generations of uh, life in any given society. That there's always that unraveling, and then it's followed by the winter. Now, of course, we're in summer uh, as far as these, the annual seasons go, but as far as the generations go, we're definitely in winter. We are definitely in a phase of destruction. I mean, we have a president that got that got elected because he had. I'm gonna tell you the reason he got elected. He has Steve Bannon on his team, and Steve Bannon understands what I've been teaching for years about the cycles because Steve and I we learn from the same guy. Okay, Neil Howe and William Strauss. Okay, we both learn from, and we have to credit. I, I credit. Uh, them often all the time you know I didn't you you know I've been talking about this for years I hope you all didn't think I dreamed this up but uh those are some really really brilliant writers and uh, I've been privileged to interview Neil Howe three times you know once on uh, my television series that I, we did a six-week tv series five or six years ago on this subject and Neil was kind enough to participate in that and we've had him on the on the radio a couple of times and uh, as a matter of fact, we're due to have him back on the radio uh, since his predictions are coming true. And it'd be interesting to get his take on President Trump. And, uh, you know, I give you my take on him, you know, not a perfect man. But when you hire someone to kick the door down, you don't go to uh, Sunday school or the kindergarten class and ask, you know, will, will one of you kindergarten teachers come and kick this door down for me? No. You might go down to the to the to the bar, uh, you know, get a big burly guy. Hey, yo, come here, dude. Here's here's a hundred bucks. Go kick this door down for me. That's how you do it, folks. Okay, you don't ask for his resume and his politeness and his manners. Okay, the door needs to be kicked in. The swamp needs to be drained. The winter needs to kill off the old system so you can have a springtime and a new system. And we're going to unpack it a little more with the system that got started in the American Revolution versus the French Revolution. And we'll talk about it on the other side of the break, folks.
welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, and we ask you all to, uh, for those of you who do Facebook, uh, maybe we, we repost these uh, programs on my Facebook account. And uh, it's, it's, it's through a, a, pro, a program called SoundCloud. And I would ask you when you see that in in Facebook, if you would repost it and share it uh, to to all of your friends, let folks know that uh, there is a beacon of truth uh, out here. That all is not uh, this this clutter and this um, all this craziness that's going on. You know, um, we were talking before the break about um, about uh, oh I. I'm I'm a little absent-minded today. I was I was actually I was on the giving ad, and one of the things uh, we 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 really need uh, folks to to maybe you know if you're inclined if you are a giver, and I know there are many givers uh, out here in in this audience. Okay, this is primarily a, a Christian audience, I think. And uh, although it, it's uh, as I shared, which I thought it was really, really sad, I learned recently that uh, even among Christians, only about 7% of church-going Christians uh, are tithers. And that many d- go to church and don't put anything in the basket. Let the basket just pass right by, okay? And, um, and I know there are some that do their giving uh, monthly through automatic withdrawals and whatnot, so would not put anything in because they've done it already. But there are many that sit there and don't do anything. And I just, I mean, folks, um, I, I even heard on a, a, a national radio program yesterday, uh, there's a man that makes uh, $24 an hour plus overtime, time and a half plus double time, works seven days a week, gets lots of overtime, lots of time and a half, lots of double time, has nine children, with a woman that he never married. And so they fill out their forms as this woman is single. And so they get food stamps, Medicaid, they get all these government benefits and the, the, uh, and he's really her husband. Okay. Just, they didn't go and, and legalize it through, through the courts, but through God's eyes, they are married. Okay. They're married in, in the eyes of God, and in the eyes of God, they're thieves, okay? And so this is the type of society we live in, okay? And so, and, 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 and people want to receive but don't want to give. And so my prayer is that there are many in this audience who are givers. And as we, we say in the ad, we want you to be givers, and we want you to give somewhere, give often, and give generously. And we don't ask only that you give to our organization, which I'm president of, the First Amendment, Inc. Uh, you know, we just want you to be givers, okay? And, just you know, whether it's your church, whether it's, you know, that cute little kid on the Shriners uh, Hospital ad, you see, with, with the, you know, those kids, they, you know, many of them are missing limbs, but they have these big, beautiful smiles, okay? And, uh, you know, we're walking around uh, in, in, in com- complete with no missing limbs and with frowns on our faces and our fists balled up tight. 
Well, if it's balled up tight, maybe that makes it hard for God to put something in it. You know, but uh, it's a two-way street. But here, if you enjoy what we do, and I know I'm being long with this, but uh, we are looking to expand the program uh, not only uh, two hours on Saturday, but we, we, we want to do a repeat on Sunday. I think many people would benefit by hearing this, particularly as they drive to church or from church or out on a Sunday outing. You might like to listen to uh, a little bit of your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, uh, share uh, some good things here uh, with them. But, of course, uh, there's an expense associated with that. We're also looking to hire a social media or marketing or fundraising expert, okay? And so, uh, and again, we're looking to, you know, have uh, people so into uh, this ministry here. So if you'd be so inclined, uh, you you know, the mailing address is uh, 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road, and that's in Richmond, 23228, 8659 Staples Mill Road. I'm going to try to remember to give that address out again later, and you would make your checks out to The First Amendment, Inc. Uh, that's all spelled out, The First Amendment, just like in the Constitution, The First Amendment, Inc., okay? And, uh, and there are some many other things we're looking to do with The First Amendment and with the, uh, the radio program here, The Really Real Deal, which is this is our primary communications arm, The Really Real Deal, uh, you know, we also, we give speeches. Uh, we'd love to come out and uh, give a speech at your event. Uh, my email is craig at thefirstamendmentinc.com, or you could just reach us through the station here. And, of course, Asher will make sure that I get it. And uh, But anyway, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. I would like to get back on the uh, this subject uh, and, you know, it, and I really, and I'll tell you the truth, folks, I really need to be <laughs> moving up to three hours. It's so hard to pack all of this in two hours. <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, the first hour is two-thirds over already. And uh, I have so much here on uh, this day in history, okay? We, um, as you know, I'm president of the First Amendment, Inc., and so one of the first egregious strikes against the First Amendment. You know, folks hate that First Amendment that the, particularly the people that don't really believe in God, but they believe in man, okay? They are violators of the First Commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, who is the most often God that people replace when they take God out of the throne? It's themselves, okay? They're going to sit in the seat, all right? That's what the French Revolution did. They, they didn't have a... Uh, any fealty to God as in the American Revolution where it's stated in our declaration, which this is the part that Obama, whenever Obama cites, he always leaves out the words creator, always leaves it out. And, and folks, I do mean always, okay? I have, I have heard him say this several times, okay? And maybe I should back off of always, but I because maybe I've not heard him every time he's uttered it. But Several times I've heard him leave out the words creator. Why is that? Because, as I often say, the Democrat Party is part of the coalition of evil. And again, not talking about you, Mon Pa Democrat. I'm talking about the party to which you belong. 
And this is why I'm always offering you an invitation to leave the Democrat Party and come over and join us in the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition. You know, we are a coalition of people that believe in things that are real. You know, the word of God is real. The conservative principles are real. They work every time they're tried, okay? And you're going to find out from our guest at 11 o'clock, you know, one of the books he wrote is that you're broke because you want to be broke, okay? This guy doesn't mince words, okay? The Larry Winget, the pit bull of personal development. He has a lot to say about uh, fathers and sons and teaching and the passing of the baton. I covered some of that earlier in my opening uh, to the program. But the, these are um, these are some very, very important things that just really need to be discussed. And this this whole idea of these two revolutions, okay? As a matter of fact, there was a huge, in the year 2000, on Bastille Day, there was a huge solar flare, okay? And it's almost as though God was, was saying, hey, this is, um, <laughs> you know, this, this is not what I had in mind. Or, you know, he was, not, he was not putting his stamp of approval on the way France did it, okay? Uh, they, 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 it, the, on Bastille Day, you know, they basically mutilated bodies, cut heads off, put the heads on spikes and uh, when they broke into the Bastille and um, ushered in Napoleon the dictator after that because that's what happens when you have an angry mob. A strong man has to rise up to control things because why? People lack the self-discipline to control themselves. Where does self-discipline come from? That's a spirit of the Lord. Okay, that that is a, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so for people that don't believe in God, how are you going to have fruit of the Holy Spirit? And so you you end up, you unleash those evil spirits over your entire nation. And so France, from its, uh, from its revolution, went 80 years in darkness. Contrast America, okay? America, from its revolution in no time flat, went from being a startup nation to world dominance. And after uh, Ronaldus Magnus dispatched the Soviet Union to the status of the lone superpower on the planet. Okay. That's powerful. You don't do that without the blessing of God. Okay. It's just like anything we do in our personal lives. Do, do, do you do it or does God do it? Do I do what I do or am I blessed by God? Okay. I'm not going to sit in that seat, folks. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm blessed by God. Okay. Speaking of sitting in the seat. Okay. Interesting little thing here, all this Russia stuff, okay? And, of course, you know, I've been on this. I mean, I wrote the article back in January what the really real deal was with this Russia stuff, okay? Now, these people going apoplectic on Trump over really a bunch of um, hearsay, all right? But you had caught on film, all right, not some chick who lies and says she works for the Russian government when she did not, okay? She was just a lawyer, okay? Trying to, a matter of fact, a lawyer hired by the Democrats to go and set Trump up, all right? And they fell right into the trap, okay? But this was a case of President, former President Barack Hussein Obama sitting on the stage with former Russian President Little Medvedev, Putin's lapdog, Okay, and because, you know, Putin 
uh, the, you know, they so-called have a rule where you can only be, um, you know, the top dog for like so many years. So he just swaps in. He does his number of years. He swaps in Medvedev. Then he runs again, and he's right back in the seat. He's been there all along, okay? It's still a dictatorship. It's just pretending to not be a dictatorship. But Obama is there. There's a microphone uh, in the chair next to them. They don't know the microphone is on. Obama is whispering to Putin's lapdog, Medvedev. Tell Putin I'll have more flexibility after my next election. Okay? This is in 2012, 2011 or 2012. And remember, without getting any concession in exchange, the first year of Obama's presidency, he had defensive, he canceled the uh, defensive missile agreement with Poland. All right? Now, here we are, eight years later, and that's, that's Obama to Medvedev. Tell Putin I'll have more flexibility after the next election. Here's Trump to Poland. Tell Putin we're selling you those Patriot missiles that uh, Barack Obama denied you. What are Patriot missiles, folks? They are defensive. The Patriot missile is not an offensive weapon. What it is, it's a missile that shoots down a missile. It is a defensive weapon only. Why would you deny Poland the, the, the last bastion of Christianity in Europe? Okay? You can almost stick a fork in Europe. The Muslims are coming, and they are ripping them apart. Okay? But they're not ripping Poland apart. Trump was received as a hero in Poland. This is big. But are you hearing that in the news? No, you're hearing Russia. You're hearing Russia. Okay? And so I ask you, when you're hearing the lies about Russia, what is it that you're not hearing? Because each news broadcast only has one hour. So if they fill it up with Russia, 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 there's a whole lot that they're not telling you. Does that mean nothing is happening? No. It's happening, folks. You are just not hearing about it. Okay? But you're going to hear about it here on The Really Real Deal. We're going to take another break. The number, if you'd like to participate, 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of Desiree telling you, you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wise, you got to be strong, and it helps if you got if you can be just a little bit cool in there. Of course, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man is real cool, and coming up in a very few minutes, we have another really, really cool guy, Larry Wingett, is going to be joining us uh, and, uh, wow, I'm just, I'm really, really looking forward to having Larry on the program. But um, the number, again, 804-454-1366, if you'd like to participate in today's program, 804-454-1366. And, um, you know, a, f- a few more things here where we were talking about, um, ooh, what did I do with it here? This day in history, and, you know, uh, and again, and I, and I hate to just, you know, you know, beat the drum over and over and over again. But, uh, you know, this thing with uh, Bastille Day, I told you about how in 2000 there was a solar, uh, a huge, huge uh, solar storm. Well, last year, a Muslim fundamentalist on the, on the anniversary of Bastille Day drove a truck. You may remember this in Nice, France, during the uh, celebration. Uh, killed 86 people with a truck on Bastille Day. This this is in France, okay. And um, folks, it's just um, it's it, it's 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 really uh, something else. And we want to say hi to Stanley. Stanley, what's on your mind, my friend? Hello, brother Craig. Yes, sir. What's on your mind, my friend? How are you? I'm fine, sir. You know, I I, I have heard this voice re- uh, recording. Over and over, I saw it when it happened. I was appalled. He t- reaches over and he taps him on his knee and says it to him. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, didn't you know, know he, didn't know the microphone was on. He can get, I had no clue. Yeah, it's just like uh, uh, but that happens. But the point being, let's let me stay on point because I get sidetracked. But brother, brother Craig, why? How is it that this is explicit, clear speech? It's, it's talk it's about collusion. Cl- he should have been impeached. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Not just impeached, okay? And I'm not just saying this because I despise the man, and I, I despise Barack Hussein Obama. I really, I, I, my level of this, you know, my level of anger at him is right up there with uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and Louis Farrakhan. I despise the man. I'm with you on that. But this, 
this was the type of treason where you get lined up in front of a brick wall, in front of a in front of a, a firing squad, okay? To say that I have more flexibility after, and I mean, come on now, this is Alger Hiss type stuff, and the Democrats are still angry because Alger Hiss got caught, and you know, Alger Hiss was given our uh, secrets to Stalin. Okay, I mean, come on. This is Rosenberg-type stuff, you know? The Democrats, one of the reasons they went after Nixon so hard, they hated Nixon because he went after the Rosenbergs. I mean, it, there once was a time in this country, uh, Stanley, where if you committed treason, you paid a price for it, okay? And the price for treason is that's a capital punishment. I mean, this is, you know, and this stuff with But that's not, that's not all, Brother Craig. There's several other examples. What, what about over, and, and, you know, I mean, let, let, let's just put, let me make two points. Look, Benghazi. I was in the United States Marine Corps. Well, yes. Semper Fi Dulles is our, is our motto. Look, we don't leave our living if we can. We don't leave our dead. Yes, okay. yes. The bottom line is, but for her, for, let me make two points. There's this one right here. Hillary Clinton says right there and says, and Barack Obama. And, and, and that it whole was bunch, both of them. You know, at this point, whether they were out for a march or a, a, a walk, at this point, what does it matter? We gather information, reconnaissance, so we can prevent it from happening or to understand it better. The families of these people, they take it. And then, let, me, let me give the last point. Go what ahead. about the pallet of money, the cash? The being millions of dollars that was silver in the middle of the night, these men sat on a runway, yeah. and they were told that they could not so leave. Ran. Okay, let me deal with yeah. them one at a time there. First, All right, I'm uh, done. I've got it out of my system. I feel better. Yeah. I'll drink some coffee and listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but ben, Benghazi, okay? The 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 Clintons, I mean, the the, the Clintons and 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 Barack Obama, I mean, they, they are they are a trio. I'm talking about Bill and Hillary and Barack. How to get away with it? How this why is, can't the president of the United States right now go across the country and use this? Look. Stand in front of the people who used to bully pull, 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 pull it like he did when he got in there and say, this is one, A okay, is what he Stanley, did, B is what he did, C. Stanley, I, you need to let me tell you how they get away with it, okay? Okay, help me we're, out. We're okay. At, we are at war. War has morphed, okay? you got to read The Art of War by Sung Tzu. And Sung Tzu okay. wrote this thousands of years ago. He said, the greatest victory you ever win is the victory you win without firing a single shot. So that what that means, if you're winning a victory, well, I mean, what's the whole idea behind war when you're shooting? You're trying to get the opposition to accept your will. You you want okay. your will to overrule their will. And so yes, you shoot them until they submit, till until they say uncle. Okay? Yep. Now, the greatest victory you win is when you get them to say uncle, you get them to do your will without having to shoot them. Okay? Right. All right? Yes. And so what that means is that there is always subterfuge, espionage, that, there's, that always has existed between nations. It always has and it always will. People are always angling to gain an upper hand to get opposition, people that are, have opposing interests, to get them to accept each other's priorities. And so this whole thing with uh, the Russia flap this is just normal, the normal uh, thing that nations engage in with one another. And the, all of a sudden, it's frontline news. And, and the war, has, as war has morphed, it's more and more and more an information war because weapons uh, of, of mass destruction are so powerful that it's, it's hard to win, okay, particularly among the big dogs, okay, uh, America, yep. Russia, China, 
I mean, we ours are way better than theirs, but it and we could win, but it would be an ugly win, and we don't want yes, that. They certainly don't want that, okay? No, because sir. they would get the worst end of it. Uh, you know, we would get a lot of it, okay? Um, yes, you know, key cities, Washington, D.C., a whole lot of Virginia would be gone, okay? Uh, the Norfolk Naval Weapons Station, and here in Richmond, we're close to um, the Tidewater area where you have the world's largest military installation. We're close. General Supply Center, Chesterfield County. Right, right. We're close. Right, exactly. Yeah, Defense General. Yeah, so yes, these are these are some serious, serious things. But this is the deal with this. Um, how did he get away with it, brother? Chris? Well, how did I'm, man? I'm, how did man? Oh, how did these people? Uh, that's sit what there? I'm. That's what I'm getting to. Okay, yes, they are part. They are all on the same team. You've heard me talk, Stanley, about the coalition of evil versus yes, versus our coalition. Okay, the coalition yes, of evil consists of. The Democrat Party leadership, the communists, the socialists, the fascists, the Muslim fundamentalists, the yeah. radical uh, homosexuals, the atheists, the, you know, these people that do not believe in your rights coming from God, but they believe your rights come from them. The Muslims believe that the government can run everything. The atheists believe there is no God, so only man can rule. The communists want to rule just directly with a gun. The socialists want to do the exact same thing the communists want to do. They just want to go in baby steps and entrap you all. by giving you free stuff. And they have but a... It, they, Stanley... With the, all due respect, the media, is, the problem. Stanley, the solution? Stanley, the media is their communications arm. Now, this is the solution. We in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition, we need to do what they do, but do it in a righteous way in defense of liberty. So we need to make sure that we're sending our children to a journalism school that we choose that's going to teach them true journalism and not teach them the journalism of the left, which is to destroy America. And, and, and all the institutions of culture, the ministry, education, higher higher education, all of these things, we are not represented. They run all of them. And we're up against the break, Larry. I mean, uh, stay All right, I'd say thank you, Brother Greg. Got to go, brother. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour news break. We will be right back with Larry Winget. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, folks, I'm tickled to death. Uh, as promised, we have a really real deal guest, okay? We have Larry Winget with you, folks. Uh, this gentleman, is he's a member of the Speaker's Hall of Fame, I, and I'm telling you, I've never heard of anyone that has spoken, has given a speech to 400 of the Fortune 500 companies, okay? These guys probably spoken to some companies that are no longer at the Fortune. I mean, Larry, I mean, you've, you've written six books. You've, been, you've had your own TV series on A&E on several. I mean, you've had this. 
I, it would take me five minutes to read your bio, man. <laughs> we got time. Go ahead. Tell them all about it. <laughs> the pe- yeah, I've done a bunch of stuff. Yes, you have. And look, I have. it's been a long time since I've seen a handlebar mustache. And, man, you sport that thing. You, you're a cool guy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh... So, the pit bull of personal development. That's right. Yeah. So, so what's tell give us the short version, the genesis of how you got to be the pit bull of personal development. You know, there was a time in my career I've been speaking professionally for twenty five years where I was like every other motivational speaker that was out there saying all you gotta do is have a positive attitude and and get your thinking right and all that and, and, and mm-hmm. I just decided that that really wasn't serving people very well. If you have nothing but positivity in your life, you're never going to change anything. If you think everything is good and you wake up every day and say, oh, my goodness, things are great, well, then you're never going to be very realistic about what's going on. So I threw all of that away, became the pit bull of personal development, where I hang on to one thing and I go after it. My philosophy is that your life is your own fault. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is you better get real. I think you have to get negative about your life in order to make positive change in your life. And that's what I try to get people to do. I hold up a mirror to their actions, to what they do. They spend, you know, we have 43% of Americans who spend more money than they earn. That's stupid. Wow. Nobody else was saying that. I just tell them, that's stupid. You spend more money than you earn, that's stupid. Is that why we vote for politicians that do the exact same thing? <laughs> I tell you what, we vote for people who. Uh, uh, we, because we always do vote with our pocketbooks. Yes. Our money drives yes. everything. And we mm-hmm. vote for people who say they're going to give us free stuff. Yep. So we don't have to work for it. We don't have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of call it like it is like that. And that sort of sent me on a different path than most of the typical personal development self-help speakers took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's powerful. And, you know, people need, I mean, Jesus said what? It is truth that shall make you free. And, you, and you're giving them truth. Well, I believe the truth will set you free, but first it's probably going to tick you off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, before you came on in in my opening, I was, uh, you know, we like to kind of make a connection to to God's Word, Scripture, and, uh, and, and show how the connection that there's no new thing under the sun and what I do and what you do, while similar, neither of a, neither of them are new. And, you know, in the book of Hebrews, uh, you, you have here in the 12th chapter, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. And, and so what you're saying is that this is God's reproof. You've done some things, and you're reaping a bitter harvest and you shouldn't be angry because God disciplines you because he loves you. He wants you to learn from it. And you're the guy telling them, hey, it's not all bad. There's a lesson contained in this. Yep, there is a lesson. And what we're trying to do right now is save people from those lessons. We have a society that's trying to save people from everything. And I believe consequences drive behavior. Mm -hmm. And when you remove all consequences, if there's no downside to anything, 
then I think people will just go out there and do what human nature is, that they will do whatever they can get by with. And mm-hmm. so we need to point out the consequences, and we let, need to let people feel the pain of their consequences Amen. so they do learn the lessons. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, there should be a safety net, but not a hammock. And the net needs to have a few holes in it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to hurt a little bit. Otherwise, yeah. you don't learn anything. You yeah. know, you in your life and me in my life, we've all learned more from our failures than we mm-hmm. ever did from our successes. And we're trying to save kids right now from all failures. That's why we have an entitlement generation, a trophy generation, yeah. where everybody thinks everything ought to be just all rosy and good and that you never experience any failure or disappointment. Yeah. Now, Larry, what do you do with kids who... For example, the uh, the Bible verse I just read about, which is making a comparison between a, a heavenly father and an earthly father, and we live in a society where everyone's not blessed to have an, an earthly father. I didn't have one, but many, many men in my life stepped up to give me guidance, wisdom, instruction, and chastised me. And, um, I mean, when I was growing up, man, anybody in the neighborhood could whoop my behind and if I got home and had the nerve to tell my mama, then that was whipping number two. Yep. Okay, but we have guys now that, um, for example, uh, Trayvon Martin's father was absent the night of his encounter uh, with the uh, with the young man down in Florida. Michael Michael Brown's father stood on a car with his pants hanging down. Now Michael Brown was 18. But his father was in his 40s. This is a man in his 40s with his pants hanging down, standing on a car, stomping and inciting a crowd to burn down the, the, city, um, uh, the, the city in Missouri. Yep. Now, these young men have been influenced by those fathers' lack of teaching what you and I want to teach them. So... When you and I engage them or the men out here that are watchmen on the wall, such as coaches and, uh, and, and, and leaders in churches and whatnot, and you want to go into these communities, that's, that's a tough call, and that's not a call in, that many people are equipped to handle. What's your advice to them? Well, I did write a best-selling parenting book called Your Kids Are Your Own Fault. And... Um what I talk about in How to Raise Kids is the same way a leader should uh, raise up employees. I think, first of all, you must communicate. And you have to, number one, communicate that you love them. I do believe in unconditional love. I do not believe that you unconditionally approve of the actions of others. Mm-hmm. So you must communicate exactly that you love them and communicate what you expect from them. We com- don't communicate expectations to children these days. We don't communicate it to our employees well. Then after you've communicated what you expect, you have to train so you get what you expect. We have to teach people how to give us what we expect. Most of the time, though, we just let people go out on their own, do whatever they want to, then come back, and they're surprised when they're in trouble. Well, they didn't know any better because we didn't tell them what we wanted. We didn't teach them how to give us what we wanted. And then after you've done those two things, after you've communicated what you want and you've trained them how to give it to you, you do have to communicate in advance what happens when you give it to me and when you don't give it to me. Again, goes back to the consequences. So there's no surprise there. And then we have to impose the consequences. We see way 
too much in, in society these days, in family these days, where we say, if you do that, then this will happen. Then they do it, and we don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And if we're not out there imposing the consequences, then we've taught our kids that they can't trust us. Mm-hmm. And in the name of love, we spare the rod and we do spoil the child. Yes. In the name of and that's not love, that's child abuse. Right. Right. Yeah, because the the parent wants the love and approval of the child and they get they're going about it uh in a very backwards way what they think they're taking a shortcut to get the child's love and approval. But every – I mean, I played football, and I had a real tough coach. And I'm going to tell you, I love that man like a father. Okay? Well, we have a society where parents want their kids to be their friends. Your kid does not want you as the parent to be their friend. They got friends. Yeah. They need a mom and a daddy Yeah. who will chastise them and make them act right. They want that. And it's our job to give them that. That's why we have 63% of grown men and women, boomers my age, who are still supporting their 18 to 34-year-old children financially. 63% are still paying for their adult kids. And they live with them now. 35% live at home with their moms and dads. And that's because we don't understand that the number one goal of parenting is for your kid to go up, know how to be independent, and to go away and stand on their own. Mm -hmm. So we've created this cycle of dependency, dependency on the parents, on the school systems, and on the government. That's got to break, or it's going to break us. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Larry, can you hold over for one more segment? Sure. I want to maybe get into some uh, personal business development because you you have so much stuff that you've taught over the years, and, yeah. uh, and you're a treasure trove, and uh, we really appreciate you. And, uh, folks, uh, if you're just joining us, we have the pit bull of personal development with us, Larry Wingett. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. A man... And his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. 
Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace. Experience great customer service and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we still have with us uh, Larry Winget, a big a big dog, if ever there was one. You folks have been hearing me all throughout the election talking about this guy's toting a set of onions and the other guy's toting a set of blueberries. Well, <laughs> Larry's book, Grow a Pair, he has a pair of watermelons on the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, we Larry will get it, you know. So Larry, some folks got offended over me talking about um onions and blueberries. <laughs> and uh but but life is hard, isn't it, man? You know, some people are looking to be offended about everything. Yeah. And for those people who wake up every morning and say, what can I find to be offended about today? They're going you to know, find They're it. always going to find something. So yeah. I just don't worry about those folks. Yeah, yeah. And now you have a couple of books here, The Cold, Hard, Ugly Truth About Success, and you're broke because you want to be broke. <laughs> So you you hitting them hard here. So I do hit them hard. My first book's called Shut Up, Stop Whining, Get a Life. You know, mm-hmm. I got all those kind of titles in there. Yeah. Yeah. So now for for folks that um like you said there there are people that are 63% of baby boomers are still uh nursing their children. Yeah. Uh, there's uh what? 47% uh, of people's income is not high enough to where the tax code says they should pay federal taxes, okay? And and simultaneously, there's all this anger and hatred that a bunch of millionaires teach the poor to hate other millionaires. So what's, what's wrong with this picture, Larry? <laughs> what's wrong with this picture is that we're all looking outside of ourselves for an answer. You know, I tell everybody that you got to go to the mirror sometimes. We yes. want to blame millionaires uh, for the fact that we don't have any money. It's not the millionaire who's keeping you from having any money. It's the fact that you spend more money than you bring in. That's why you're broke. And people, uh, I, you know this as well as I do, that people would rather do anything in the world than take responsibility for their own results. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to find somebody else to be mad at, somebody else to blame. It's the boss's fault. It's the fact that I'm the middle child, or I was the baby, and Mama never taught me those things. Or my boss is a jerk, or it's my brother-in-law. My goodness, we can blame the government. There are people out there blaming the weather for the fact they don't have any money and aren't <laughs> successful. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it really, it all comes down to it's your own fault, and you got to take care of yourself. So the first thing I tell people is when they want to start complaining, stop that. You know, I did write the book, Shut Up and Stop Whining, and that's what people need to learn. First of all, be quiet. There's three steps in that. Mm-hmm. Shut up means you need to be quiet. You know, Jesus told the people, in the, the, the disciples in the boat, hush, be still. That means mm-hmm. be quiet. You yeah. can't learn anything when you're talking and complaining all the time. The next part is stop whining. 
Complaining doesn't move you closer to your goals. In fact, it keeps you stuck and moves you farther away from your goals. Instead of whining, take responsibility and get a plan of action. Dreams don't come true. Plans come true. Mm. Write down a plan to get out of your situation. And then the third part is get a life, and that means go take action. So when you've got those three steps, one, be quiet, stop the whining and complaining and get a plan, and then go take action, that's how you fix things. But you don't do it when you're always trying to point the finger of blame at somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very wise words. And there's always some, if you, if you have an inclination towards that, there's always someone on your left shoulder uh, telling you to whine, complain, and blame that guy. So I'm glad there's a guy like you on the right shoulder uh, not whispering, but shouting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm very clear about this stuff. I learned the hard way. I grew up dirt poor, and uh, my mom and daddy didn't have much money. And I had uh, the reason I am where I am today, because when I was 13 years old, a guy made fun of me in front of a bunch of little girls when I was in the eighth grade and said, you only got one pair of jeans, don't you, Winget? And I said, yeah, I do. And he, I mean, I was humiliated at wow. 13 years old. And I made up my mind right there. I wasn't going to live my life like that. I was never going to be embarrassed for being broke again. And the one thing I knew I could do better than anybody else in the whole world, I could outwork anybody. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't how smart I was. It, it wasn't how gifted I was. It wasn't how talented I was. It's just I could get there earlier. I could work later. I could sweat harder than anybody. Mm-hmm. And I made up my mind at that moment, no matter what anybody hired me to do, I'd outwork everybody doing it. And that's been what I've done all the way through my career, regardless whether I was selling or, or my first job was uh, shoveling manure, literally wow. shoveling manure. And today I've written, you know, six bestsellers, and and I work harder at that than anybody. And mm. so that's why I've got my resume is just good old fashioned hard work, and that's what we need to tell people: you can work yourself out of just darn near anything if you're willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you write another book called it's they call it work for a reason, you know, and I've heard all my life that if, uh, you know, if it was fun, you wouldn't have to pay people to do it. Yeah. And see, right now, we if you turn on the news and you listen to some of these preachers and teachers and motivational speakers, they say you got to love what you do. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. The only people saying that are people who aren't working very hard. Yeah. Because yeah. the truth is. If you're working, there's going to be plenty of days you don't love what you do. You do it out of commitment and (laughs) discipline. You do it because you said you would do it. Mm -hmm. And that's about integrity. And that's what we need to have more of, commitment and integrity. Yeah, I see here on your website your number one rule for not only business, but for life and business. Do what you said you would do, when you said you would do it, the way you said you would do it. Yeah, and and that's powerful. Now, what what is it? Is it is is this not being taught in schools? Now, I'm some people might say, well, okay, Craig, you are a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> okay, I, I you know I, I these things this is not rocket science. Okay, nope. what what you're teaching is very simple. Uh, what I teach is very simple. None of it is rocket science. Okay, but it it seems to me that there's a lot of people that benefit from a thing I call the poverty industry. And just like you can't have a beef industry without cows, you can't have a poultry industry without chickens, you can't have a poverty industry without poor people. 
And so all these institutions from the educational system and more and more, shockingly, churches, okay, the many and certainly the government, the, 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 the legal system, lawyers benefit when someone has a divorce or commits a crime and has to defend himself to stay out of jail. There's somebody that's going cha-ching. So what do you say to people who they're looking for help and wisdom from these institutions, whether it's the educational system, the legal system, you know, the government, all these systems, these systems seem to benefit more from the lack of success of the masses, uh, whereas you and I, we benefit, like, when they succeed, they'll say, oh, hey, you need to buy Larry's book because, <laughs> hey, I read his book, man, and it changed my life. Well, you know, what you're talking about, take that over into healthcare. There's a lot more money in people being sick than there is in people being healthy, too. Yes. But, you know, when people, I get those letters, you do, too. I get that your book changed my life. What I remind people is I didn't change anybody's life. You changed your own life. All I did was remind you what you could do to do that. And see, that's still, again, that's putting personal responsibility back on people. And that's what we must continue to do. We have to show people how simple it really is. I think the world and teachers and, and churches and speakers are out there t- teaching people how complicated success is. It's not complicated. But if we convince people that life and success and having money and being healthy, if we convince them that it's hard, well, then they'll buy into the idea that it's hard. And when you believe something is hard, you will give yourself an excuse not to do it. And so when you tell people how simple it is and show them how simple it is, then you remove the excuses. And that makes people uncomfortable because people cling to their excuses. They love their excuses. They want it to be somebody else's fault. They want it to be so hard they never understood how to do it. And that's why we have to keep telling people how simple it all really is. How simple is it to not be fat? Eat less, exercise more. That's all it's ever going to come down to. No doctor in the world has ever figured out anything else. (laughs) Eat less, exercise more. How simple is it to have money? Spend less than you earn. The only thing you can do to have more money is spend less, earn more. Well, Mm -hmm. do both of those things. So the answers to our problems are not complicated answers. Yeah. But people are looking for them to be complicated and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're right up against the bottom of the hour break. Would you please let folks know how they can get a hold of you, Larry? I see on your website so much great stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of free stuff on there, too. All people have to do is just go to Larry Wingett, W-I-N-G-E-T, LarryWingett.com. You can follow me on any of the social media platforms. Go in any bookstore. Go on Amazon. Uh, look up Larry Wingett. You'll see all my books. Got a new one out. So everybody go on there and look for me. I've enjoyed the conversation. I really have. Chris. Yeah, me too, man. And uh, we got to have you again, brother. All right. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you, Larry. Thank you. All right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our bottom of the hour news. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. And I'm telling you, that was a really, really fun uh, interview there with uh, Larry Wing at the pit bull of, uh, he could even be called the pit bull of common sense, I'm telling you the pit bull of personal development. I highly recommend you uh, 
check him out. Uh, go to any bookstore or go to Amazon. Uh, six books there. And, uh, yeah, you, you'll really, really uh, get a lot out of that. But uh, 804-454-1366 is the number here if someone would like to call in and participate in the remainder of the program. We have a, a little less than 30 minutes left, uh, 804-454-1366. And, um, you know, I want to get back on the um, – well, actually, let's, let's, let's stay on – Let's, let's stay on this subject of um, discipline, self-discipline. Okay, wanted to, to pick up again with what Larry was saying, how simple these things are. It's really, you know, it, it's really not complicated, okay? Build wealth by spending less than you earn and, 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 saving, and saving some, you know? It is like, I mean, what I teach my children is you – you take uh, the money you earn. You live off of seventy percent of of what you earn. You give the first ten percent to God. You get, you take your second ten percent, and you create a short term savings for incidental things that pop up. Car repair. Uh, you know, air my air conditioner went out. Uh, what a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then you you know your third ten percent to your long term savings. And if you earn enough where you can sock more than that away, then do it, you know. And over time, you know, it's like building a house. You build the house a brick at a time. And uh, we're going to welcome to the program uh, Mike calling in from Richmond. Mike, what's on your mind today, brother? Yes, sir. How you doing, brother Craig? I'm fantastic, man. Better than I deserve. Yes, sir. I just want to tell you, man, I really enjoy your show. I know I don't normally call in to talk to radio shows, man, but you always make me want to call in and say something. So I decided <laughs> I, <laughs> I I really appreciate that, Mike. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to the show today, and, you know, I, I really feel like, uh, you know, we have compiled generations that have kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater with the mindset that, you know, uh, they kind of whined about the hardships they had in their childhood. And, I, you know, I'm determined that my child is not going to be like that or raised like that, uh, you know. And so we've, we've coddled generation mm-hmm. here and, and not allowed them to go through hardships and trials and teach them about hard work. And uh, I heard somebody say one time that, you know, free is an addiction. And so once yeah. people get getting something free, you know, it sets the stage for our government to become bigger and enslave our people, especially with the Democratic Party. You know, it, it, it does our people a great disservice to teach them to get things free instead of going out and working hard for it and earning it on your own. And it's and not uh, really free, Mike. The, the, see, the word free is an illusion because, see, how my elders taught me that there's no such thing as free. So the word yes, free sir. is a lie. It's just... Yes, sir temporarily there's no cost to you the cost is shifted and seeing we think that we're we're gonna we're sticking it to the rich man or we're sticking it to our neighbor because our neighbor uh pays for it and we get it free but it the the reality is that what we're doing is we're putting a noose around our own necks and it might not be our personal neck but uh think about your children and your grandchildren give you a, a, a case out of the bible okay when uh, Joseph could read the writing on the wall that the seven fat cows got eaten by the seven skinny cows and they stayed skinny, okay? They didn't, right. get, they didn't get fat, okay? And so 
He told Pharaoh, well, that means seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. So they they instituted a savings plan. We're going to tax the whole nation one-fifth. That's 20%. And we're going to store it away. So when the the day of want comes, this is your government now. Right. Think think in modern terms of the government taking your money from you and socking it somewhere, and then you think, oh, wow, well, now I don't have anything. I can go get it from the government. People don't read that verse of the Bible very carefully, Mike. If they go and really read it, it does not say Pharaoh gave them food. Right, he sold them into slavery. He sold it to them. And, yeah, he and sold when them into they slavery, ran, where they had to right. sell the land, sell no, they had to sell everything they had. Right, when they ran out the of money, they gave their land up to to Pharaoh so they wouldn't starve. And when they had no more land to give, they sold themselves into slavery. And so, and, and who got to keep the land? Were the priests of the uh, were the priests of Pharaoh? All the people that right. were inside inside his court. That's the swamp. <laughs> that's the swamp that Trump wants to drain. Right, right, right. Okay, and so, exactly. I mean, you either going to drain the swamp or the swamp's going to drain you. Something's going to exactly. happen, okay? But uh, anyway. For selling, for selling our own liberty, you know. Right. And uh, it, it's, just, it's just that mindset that, that we're hurting ourselves, uh, not, not really understanding that we have to go out and get it. You know, I see a greater conspiracy uh, with the enemy trying to destroy America to 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 bring us into this this one world government, this yes. one world currency, and just to make us dependent and essentially make us slaves again. I don't yeah. understand why why our people just can't see that. Well, we you know? what we need, Mike, is we need more watchmen on the wall. Like you've all yes, you sir. just said earlier that you taught this to your children. Okay. Yes. I've taught it to my children. I'm seeing my daughter teach it to her children okay and so we have to be watchmen and watch women on the wall and if you don't have any children of your own to teach it to maybe you can uh teach bible into somebody else right i'll give you a good example my brother and i learned this from him before i had children my brother was like well i hate it i used to hate when mama made me eat the food i didn't like so i'm not gonna make my children eat the food they didn't like and so his food uh, his children only ate uh, 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 broccoli and cheese and macaroni and cheese. That was all he ever fixed them, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, well, Marcus, that's, that's, that's not balanced. You're not teaching them well, you know. Of course, it didn't last very long, yeah. but it's just that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. that, that I'm not going to allow my children to go through the hardships. Well, it's the hardships that, that, that form my character, yeah. that teach us you know. In my household so, growing up, you ate what was on your plate, brother. Right. And you ate it all. And, and yeah. if you didn't eat it, when you got hungry, you're going to come back to that same plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Mike. Yes, sir. You take care. All right. Call again, brother. Right. God bless you. Yes, sir. All okay. right. And we have on the another line another Mike from Richmond also. Mike, what's on Hatchet your mind? Man. Hatchet, man. I just caught the last part of you interviewing that guy. Uh, uh, I guess, well, Larry. you make out, you, you get out of life what you want. Yes. Now there's an old, there's an old saying, do what you love and the money follows. Yeah. I started my own business in 1970. I finally got around to do what I wanted to do. 
but the money didn't follow. I was the exception to the rule. But when I closed my doors in 2008, I did not owe anybody a penny. Mm-hmm. I do not harbor any grudges about wealthy people if you came by your money honestly. Yes. If you didn't come by your money honestly, they can't do enough bad to you as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like, our current, gotta, like our current well, governor, McAuliffe. Yeah, and, and, and our uh, senator. Uh, and our former president and yes. his his wife. Yes, yes, they they and, all ill-gotten gains. Right, and then one other thing, I met, they are putting up a statue to Maggie Walker on Broad Street, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Paul Williams wrote about it. Said she was uh, talking about this black woman. Well, from what I understand, Maggie Walker's father was white. So she can't be a black woman. She can be a mixed-race woman, but not a black woman. The same thing, they want to say that Obama is our first black president. But he's not our first black president. You can't be the first black president if your mother's white. I tell you, and something else, I don't know how the, the present-day uh, black people look on Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carver, mm-hmm. but I believe those two men did the most for their people that they could in the times they were I living. Can, I I'd can like tell to you, Mike. Mike, let me let me let me butt in here. I can tell you how the intelligentsia looks at Booker T. Washington. They hate Booker T. Washington. They see there was a divide, just like a divide today between a guy like me or like uh, Dr. Walter Williams or Dr. Thomas Sowell uh, versus guys like Jesse Jackson, Barack Obama, Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan. Well, a hundred years ago. That divide was was there already. It was between Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois. And Du Bois was a Marxist, yeah. a communist. Yeah, he was a communist. An yeah, elitist. No, no. Okay, he put out this idea of the talented 10th. Okay, that if you just push the 10% of the elite blacks and push them up, then once they get settled and successful, they're going to reach back and grab their brother. And look, Booker T. was not having it. Booker T. was saying, no, you need to have your own. You don't need any elite person to reach back and grab you. You need to have a trade, own some land. Simple things, Mike. Simple yeah, things. Yeah. And so and so the elite people, they hated Booker T. Washington because he just taught common sense and he championed the everyday man, the man that had calluses on his hands that worked hard for a living and at the end of the day, he was like you, Mike. He could say, I don't owe anybody any money. I didn't steal from anybody. And he was content with his portion. Okay? Right. And that's the everyman. And that's, you know, that's the same difference between Donald Trump and uh, guys like Jeb Bush. You know, it's not a black-white thing, Mike. It's about yeah. char- it's well, a character well, what issue. I was- Hatchet man, what I was going to say in reference to George Washington Carver and Booker T, they did the best for their people that they could in the times that they lived. But Mike, you know? all people are their people. We got to go to the, the word of God. Paul writes that there is no black, no white, no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile. In Christ there is not. That's right. true. Right. In Christ so, there is no, but that's true. That, that's true. That should be our well, focus. you know, not you got somebody's the skin to, color. You you got the left trying to destroy Christianity. Well, of and, course, uh, because all uh, the left talks about is skin color. Okay, and yeah, in yeah. my mind, my brown skin is irrelevant. It's my heart. It's my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my character. Right. You know? Right. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, but listen, and then, and then you look. 
How did we go in little more than 20 years from Mr. Reagan, who left us proud of ourselves and strong, to what we ended up with yeah, well, just it's a, a few gener- years ago? It's how, did, how did that happen? It's the gener- schools. Mike, it's, it's, gen- the, it's, it's generational, Mike. This happens every four generations. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, the thing is, Hatchet Man, I hate to keep interrupting. The thing is, <laughs> yeah, you're a nice guy to let me interrupt. You go right ahead, Mike. The thing is, Mike. if we don't get control of those public schools we're not going to turn anything around well, nothing tell you your, might win a few elections well, but mike, you've got to turn the public schools around mike tell your low-fat republicans what i've been telling them for years i'm the school choice advocate over at the virginia christian alliance and i've been telling them for years we need a total a totally free 100 percent voucherized educational system which would require in the state of Virginia it requires a constitutional amendment the last two constitutional amendments passed that was property rights and that was defense of marriage and I I think that if we handle this thing right we can get it passed and so every parent would get a voucher every school would be a private school there would be no such thing as public schools it would just be publicly financed schools. You get a rather than write one check to the school board for a million dollars, you write ten thousand checks to the parents for ten thousand dollars, and then the parent takes their voucher check and they give it. The parent gives it to the school. The the, yeah. the, the municipality does not give it to the school. What that would what? do, Mike, is that would force schools to either compete effectively or go out of business, and then you would go to another school the same way when a grocery store goes out of business, nobody starves, do they? Well, yeah. No, you don't starve, you go to a different store. Got to move, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, get your last word in, brother. Well, you know, Venezuela's going communist, and I understand they're starving down there, literally. Yes, And and one more thing, I think you'd have to shut down the U.S. Department of Education for what you say to really get going. Well, Trump said he would. Trump said he would, but I see he's not doing it. Okay, I've got to look. He's backing away on a lot of stuff, and I don't like this now. I know. I don't like this. Got to move, Mike. Take care. Thank Thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for the call, brother. You too. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, uh, we'll take a few more calls, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. 
Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. Our final uh, 10 minutes of today's program. And uh, it's been a great program. Uh, We could take probably another call or two. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. I would like to remind you all, we had a very delightful interview last week with, uh, uh, I believe it was Melissa, with the Family Foundation. Uh, Thursday, this Thursday coming up, is the uh, barbecue. But you have to register today. Okay, they need a head count so they know how much of that delicious barbecue to prepare. So you have to go to the Family Foundation website and register. There's no cost involved. You just need to register. Okay, that's the Family Foundation. And it's Thursday at the King's Charter Clubhouse out in Mechanicsville. Now, also, uh, the Family Foundation, a week from today, next Saturday, uh, they're having a uh, they're putting on a program. Uh, out at Fairmount Christian Church, okay? And that's the church that the Hatchet Man, uh, Mrs. Hatchet and I, we attend there. Uh, But Saturday from 10 to 2, they will be uh, having an event there to share with you uh, opportunities uh, where you can be a part of the solution. And, and, you know, I think I have had a couple of callers today ask, you know, well, what's the solution, Brother Craig? What can we do? Well, this is something you can do. You can show up at Fairmount Christian Church next Saturday from 10 to 2. Or for you who like to listen to the Hatchet Man, you can wait and go at 12, okay? Because it's it's 8 minutes to 12. I'll be off the air by then. (laughs) But uh, Fairmount Christian Church is located on Creighton Road right at the 295 exit. When you get off, you would get off uh, the uh, east exit. Uh, They're about a a mile from St. Paul's. Uh, church St. Paul's is on the west side of the uh, river there, and Fairmount is on the east side of the river, uh, right there, 295 and Creighton Road. And that's next uh, Saturday. And so they will be sharing with you uh, all types of grassroots uh, opportunities where you can get involved in things. And of course, you know, all the churches around here, uh, including Fairmount, uh, need people to do things like teach Bible study. Uh, or or even just be a greeter, just, you know, being a part of something bigger than yourself is always a way. Not only does that help society, that's very uh, edifying and spiritually nutritious to your own soul to to be a part of something uh, bigger than yourself. So, you know, just some food for thought. Give that a give that a try. But, um, you know, I'd like to also uh, uh, share as we as we close out 
the program, it was, uh, you know, I was really pleased to be able to present some, some biblical wisdom uh, as far as a discipline goes. And, and some of these very difficult things uh, that uh, are occurring in the lives of people a lot of it, you know, and Larry is right. There's no, you, you can't use your parents as an excuse or your teachers or your job. Or certainly you can't blame rich people or, you know, or poor people. You can't, you really, when you boil it down, you have to look at the man in the mirror, okay? But that being said, it's something to be said for having the type of head start in life that can come from having a, godly person in your life, whether it's your natural parent or someone that steps in, you know, I, I was blessed to have the best of both worlds, you know, a godly mother, godly grandparents. And then where the father was absent, many, many men stood in for me. Okay. They stood in. And, you know, there were times when in my life, when I felt like no one was standing in and when they, when there was no one there to stand in, I'm going to tell you, I was an unhappy camper and, and people did not know. I didn't know how to articulate that. All I knew is that there was a hole in my heart and I really didn't know where it was coming from. And folks, there are lots of young men out here like that today. You know, you have, you know, literally grown men that don't know, they don't have a trade. They don't know how to, how to do simple, basic things that many of us take for granted. And, and you know, they don't know how to build a, a successful life. And what's the common thread? You know, you go to any prison, the common thread is a lack of fathers, okay? A father that I was either actually absent or the father was spiritually absent. One, believe it or not, folks, one is just as bad as the other, okay? And so... You know, we were, we were sharing earlier these these Bible verses about discipline and how a father disciplines his child. You know, a, a lot of them, Ephesians chapter 6, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Proverbs 29, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. You know, Proverbs 13, whoever spares the rod, and this is strong, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Okay? And now how often do you get the connection made to say that that's actually an act of love? I think that's not said often enough. Okay? And I don't know what all these Reverend Chickenfoots are preaching in their churches, but I'm telling you, the, the downfall and the, uh, the, the dissolution of the civil society is happening on the watches of these people that are in leadership in the political arena, in the spiritual arena, in the educational arena. You know, there's leadership everywhere, preachers, teachers, politicians, you know, lay leaders, community leaders. Coaches, there's leadership there, but there's something, either there's not enough leadership or in a lot of instances, the leadership is leading people in wrong directions. In either way, you can be a part of the solution and you can participate. You know, 
the final letter that um, Paul wrote, he wrote to Timothy. And, and, and Paul was an elder. Timothy was a young man. And so you, you find this, I'd like to share with you, uh, Perilous Times and Perilous Men from the third chapter of um, Paul's second uh, epistle to Timothy. And so uh, it, it, it reads thus, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, underline that, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And this is a key, key one here, folks. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. From such people turn away. Okay, having I'm going to repeat that last part, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. So that form of godliness that tells you that he's talking about churches there. He's talking about people in leadership there. He's talking about people that want to put up a front like they are presenting to you something that's from God. But because they're not really doing it, there's no power behind what they say. You know, and this right at the end here, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And this is this is the final thing that Paul writes. OK, it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want to exhort you all out there. Get into some some good Bible study. I, for years, I had been intending to do this, okay? And I underline intending. But I finally started doing it a couple of years ago, and I'm a better man for it. And if you start doing it, you will be a better man and a woman for it. I want to leave those with you as my last words for today.